Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. Shall we pray? Father God, we come before you now, and as I speak, Lord, I pray you would open our hearts and our minds and our whole bodies to hear what it is that you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're at the start of Holy Week, and the week is when we journey with Jesus to the cross and the resurrection. Palm Sunday is the signpost at the beginning of this journey. It's a clue to who Jesus is and what he's come to earth to do. Palm Sunday announces that Jesus is the new king and a new kingdom is coming. Now, if you were a new king or queen, how would you make an entrance into a city? I wonder how you'd let everyone know that you were special and important and that you'd arrived. One of the most spectacular entrances into a city that I can recall is from this film, Aladdin. Has anyone seen the 2019 version? We're not inviting Will Smith to come in today (laughs) to cause a scene. But the scene opens with a glass of water on the table and the ground begins to rumble. Could you see if you could make the ground shake and the water in this glass go by stamping your feet? Yeah, I think it's going. And the next thing we hear is some drums and they go bum ba ba bum ba ba bum bum ba Come on, don't leave me hanging. Bum ba ba dum ba da dum bum ba da. Oh my word, you know this film. And the next thing we hear are some trumpets. Dum ba ba da. Bum ba ba da. Bum ba ba da. Bum ba ba da. And then through the gates of the city comes this amazing display of dancers and singers and animals. There were elephants. And the genie pops up and he points to poor Aladdin and he starts singing. And if you know it, you can sing it with me. Prince Ali, mighty is he, Ali Ababwa, strong as ten regular men, definitely. Give yourselves a round of applause. That was like being in the movie. Wow, you guys are great. Now today we've heard from Luke's Gospel about Jesus being welcomed as king as he enters Jerusalem. But he doesn't come like Aladdin with an entourage of drummers and dancers and singers and animals to make that dramatic entrance. Instead, he arrives riding on a humble donkey. Do you know, when I was a little girl, I was a part of this congregation here at St. George's. And most years, there was a donkey on Palm Sunday, and it was paraded into church. David Hawkins, the vicar, was told explicitly, under no circumstances, must he ever feed the donkey. (laughs) Halfway through the service, out comes a carrot from his pocket, and he feeds the donkey. And a little while later, There's a little pile of poo on the carpet, and they could never get the stain out, which is why the carpet's changed since I was last here. (laughs) Anyway, Jesus' arrival on a donkey is announcing this new kingdom is here. 
A kingdom is a country or a realm where a certain person has authority and control over what happens. And Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem is announcing that God's kingdom, God's way of doing things, is beginning on earth. The way God rules and reigns in his kingdom is not by might or power or grandeur or expressive displays of of delightfulness. God's kingdom is very different from the kingdoms of this earth. And Jesus shows us the nature of God's upside-down kingdom. Instead of being proud, it's humble. Instead of being powerful and strong, it's gentle. Instead of being violent, it's peaceful. Instead of courting the elite, it's for the poor. God's kingdom is bringing heaven to earth. And it's amazing. It's what we've all been longing for. So the disciples lead the crowd in shouting, Hosanna, welcome. They are proclaiming this is who God sent to save us. And as followers of Jesus, we need to be like the disciples. We need to declare, proclaim, welcome God's kingdom with our whole lives. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, discipleship. Being a disciple of Jesus means being Jesus' friend and being in a lifelong learning and growing relationship with him by ourselves, but also in community. We learn and grow in relationship with Jesus together so we can welcome in the kingdom of God. Now in our reading, did you notice that the Pharisees tried to tell Jesus to tell the disciples to shut up? There will always be voices trying to stop God's kingdom coming, trying to silence the good news of Jesus, even if they don't realize that's what they're doing. And the Pharisees' behavior reminded me of the time when the disciples were telling the children to get away from Jesus. But Jesus told them, no, the kingdom of God is for such as these, for children. Now, I hold up my hands, and I admit I'm coming to talk to you this morning with a bit of an agenda with my new job. This new job of mine to encourage mission and ministry of churches to children means I see a pattern in churches that most discipleship and most worship is done by adults and for adults. But what about children? Children, if you're here to worship Jesus today, can you shout, Hosanna! Oh, my life. Are you here to worship Jesus today, kids? Shout at the top of your voices. Hosanna! Yeah! (laughs) Grown-ups, if you're here to worship Jesus today, can you shout Hosanna? Wow. Can we shout it together? Hosanna! Now, I know I am preaching to the converted today here at St. George's, but in order for God's kingdom to be at work in the world, children, we need you to take part in the life and worship of church. And I've come to understand that children know God sometimes often better than grown-ups do. Children are born with an innate spirituality, the ability to encounter God in awe and wonder. 
When my daughter was three months old, I was holding her in my arms in deep conversation with a friend about God. And my friend said to me, your baby knows God better than you because she's just come from God. I got goosebumps. Because God knows our children and our children know God and he is already at work in their lives. I think as grown-ups, there are pressures and worries and responsibilities that pile in and can cloud our view of God. Adults need to make time to listen to children, to hear their wisdom, and to hear what they learn about Jesus. Often, adults mistakenly think we have to teach children and give them lots of information about faith, but what children really need are opportunities to experience God for themselves and to share what they learn. Now, one way children, in fact, all of us, can experience God is through praying. Rachel Turner, the founder of Parenting for Faith, shares a fantastic way to explain prayer to children and help them experience it for themselves. And it's called Chat and Catch. Has anybody heard of this? Anybody heard of chatting and catching? Fabulous, great. Now, chatting praying, we can talk to God about anything, just as we would to a friend. We can chat to God. But catching, a bit like throwing and catching a ball, God is throwing messages to us, and he has designed our whole bodies to catch these messages that he's throwing at us. Whether it's by a feeling we have, a sensation in our body, a picture in our mind, a word, a verse from scripture, or even a dream or a vision. I want to share with you how God taught me to trust him through a time of chatting and catching with a child. A few years ago, we had the immense privilege of booking a holiday to visit a friend in Canada. But in the weeks leading up to our holiday, there were strikes at Heathrow Airport and lots of flights were getting delayed or being canceled we were getting worried as to whether we'd be able to go on this holiday. During that time, in a moment of chatting and catching with a child, the child said to me, I've catched a picture and a word from God for you. And the picture was of people getting on a plane, and the word was patience. And I treasured that image and that word in my heart. The day before our departure, our flight was cancelled. And I remembered that image and that word, patience. And both of those things gave me hope, despite all the circumstances telling me the absolute opposite, that we wouldn't get to go on this holiday. And do you know what? Our flight was reinstated the next morning. That was our plane. And we were able to go and see our friend and have the most incredible holiday in Canada. God knew what would happen and wanted to prepare me to trust him. And he spoke to me through the catching of a child. God needs grown-ups to listen to children so they can learn from them. And of course, in journeying with Jesus together, adults, we need to share our faith with children and what we experience about God. The Kitchen Table Project says that only 50% of children growing up in Christian homes will keep their faith as adults. So parents, you have a really important role to play. 
Church sees your children for maybe a couple of hours a week. And I know here at St George's you have the most incredible team of young people and children's workers and volunteers. But parents, you spend way more time with your children. Children need to see how faith changes the way we think and act and speak, and it makes a real difference. And they learn from watching the grown-ups around them. And sharing faith with children doesn't have to be complicated. It can be in the everyday simple practices. It could be saying grace before dinner, or uh, prayers together at bedtime, or perhaps framing what's going on in the world as you walk to school and sharing what you understand about God. And perhaps you can give them a snapshot of you reading the Bible or praying on your own with um, Jesus too. This is not just for parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, family friends. If you have children in your life, you can provide snapshots of life, what life working with Jesus is like. There are loads of resources to help you develop this skill. And if you want to come and have a chat with me at the end, I'm really passionate about this subject and I can let you know what, what they are. As a church, we need to seek God as a whole family and we need to experience worship together. We need to journey with Jesus together and realize that we have so much to learn from one another. We need to work together to welcome God's kingdom in. In our reading from Luke today, Jesus instructs his followers to go and find a cult. And if anyone asks them why they are untying it, they were to tell them the Lord needs it. I want to ask each of us a question this morning. What is being held back? What needs to be released because the Lord needs it? There are two things on my heart that I feel the Lord needs us to release this morning. Firstly, when Jesus asked his friends to fetch him a colt, I realized a colt is a young donkey. I feel there is a call to release children and young people to speak out, to share their experiences of Jesus and to encourage the church to grow. Just as Greta Thunberg's voice has had so much impact on the world's understanding of climate change, we have a complex future ahead of us as a church. A church needs to hear the wisdom of children and young people who seek God's heart as we navigate the way forward. And the second is this. I feel like there are always invisible barriers that prevent us from being authentic and vulnerable with one another and prevent us from sharing our faith. My prayer for today, for the whole church, is that every member of the body of Christ is free, free to take part every person in God's family, from the youngest to the oldest, is empowered to worship the Lord, to grow in faith, and to partner with Jesus to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk